Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Hey, Yadi, how are ya? Good evening. I'm good, how are you? You must be off today. Yeah, I took leave today from work. Oh, okay. Do anything fun? No, I just got my hair done. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good, too. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, welcome, you guys, to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Keisha and I recap both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. And this is for the week of February 21st through the 25th. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a pretty interesting week, huh? Yeah, I guess it was pretty interesting. Especially on the, on the Young and the Restless. Yeah, for sure. Very, very much so. Very, very, and especially with the new storyline that's coming up. Which one? Jack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yes, it is. Okay, so normally what we do, we recap The Young and the Restless first, and then we recap The Bold and the Beautiful, and then we do what is called a flip the script segment, where if there's a particular storyline or a scene that we wish we could change, this is where we flip the script, right? Right. Okay. All right, so without further ado, let's jump into this. So, Jack learned startling information about his text messages. Um, Jack revealed that he and Chemo were strange. Victor received damaging information about Ashlyn Locke. Um, Jack received a cryptic text. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Because this week kind of got thrown off. Okay, so Victor received damaging information about Ashlyn and Jack learned that his son had died. Because mm-hmm. we, I think, Thursday episode was not, um, was not in. It was an older episode because of what news conference they were awaiting. So that's why we didn't have an episode yesterday. Oh, okay. Now, you obviously didn't see that, right? No, because I don't... I watch it on the app. So normally, normally, like, even if there's something that interrupts the news on, on our local channel, mm-hmm. the app will still pop up with the episode. But I guess they didn't, they didn't do that this week because um, they didn't have the episodes from yesterday on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had I had no idea why. I just thought maybe there was some kind of glitch with that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yep, so that's what happened. And then they ended up playing Thursday's episode today. Okay. So when I sent you the one of the 28th, mm-hmm. that one was actually supposed to be the 25th. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, so I didn't I didn't watch the one for the 28th because I assumed that maybe that was the one for Monday. 
No, the actual true Monday might come out maybe later. I don't know. Okay. But the 28th is technically supposed to be in today's episode. Okay. So I, well, I watched two of them. Now I don't know if I... And I okay. they, weren't the, they weren't the ones that I had already watched. So maybe I did watch the correct ones then. Okay. Yep. Um, Because the one from yesterday is the one uh, that we saw today where <laughs> Jack was wondering about the information and that he found out about his son. Okay. I saw, I, saw, yeah. I watched that one. Okay, cool. All right. So, um, which storyline do you want to take? We can start with Jack. Okay. So what do you think about that whole new storyline then? Um, I'm skeptical about whether or not he's actually, well, I guess they saw an obituary, so maybe he is dead. But I, at first I was skeptical about whether or not he was actually dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why someone would lie about that or, or you know, play that kind of a trick on Jack considering Jack and Kimo haven't, um, they haven't talked in like two decades, but. Right. I'm wondering if maybe that was because Kimo has a sister, right? Uh, I think so. I'm wondering if maybe that was his sister. I don't know. I, what I don't, what I, what I think is silly is him going to LA, because all the text, all the message says is come to LA. Okay, come mm-hmm. to LA where? Like I'm not gonna get on a plane and go to a huge city with, first of all, having no idea who the person is. There's no context to it. There's no like. Where am I going to meet you? And like, there's no locate, there's no plan. And of course, Phyllis is like, "Well, you need to go to L.A." And I, I'm on Tracy's side on this one. I'm like, "You have no idea who this is. You're, Jack is a celebrity, or he's famous. He comes from a famous family, a huge business family. So, to me, I think it's nuts to to go um, go to L.A. just because you received a text." from somebody some cryptic message with no explanation of who they are or why they want to see him and then you know also finding out that his son passed away mm-hmm. so I, I think that he could have probably asked more questions in this text like look I'm not going anywhere until you give me some more information or something <laughs> so well um there was something about a new cast member mm-hmm so I don't know if this is going to be the sister or a daughter. Mm. So that's going to be interesting. So I'm I'm curious to see where they're going to go. Obviously, next week, um, the preview show him going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. When you say a daughter, do you mean like a daughter of Jack's? Chemo daughter. Oh, oh, okay. So like his granddaughter. Jack's granddaughter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that would be interesting. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, I don't know. I did see that they did hire someone, uh, um, a female of Asian descent. She looked younger. 
Okay. So it's possible that it could be Jack's granddaughter or it could be his sister, but it'd be interesting if it, Jack had a granddaughter, though. Yes, it would. So I think I would be open to that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'd be open to that, too. Now, with the whole thing about him flying off to L.A., I saw next week um, previews. He's going to go, and mm-hmm. he's taking Phyllis with him. So, obviously, he's going to find out whatever this is. But I do get where you're coming from, though. Like, on a normal situation, with him being a high-profile person, why would you want to take that chance? Yeah. You know, so that makes sense too. Um, but I am looking forward to something different because Jack really hasn't had a good storyline in a very long time. Yeah, I agree. So for him to actually get something, you know, the actor to actually have something to chew on, I think is cool. Yes, I um so I mean, because I really didn't have to it's I, I didn't I thought maybe they would have bought chemo back, but it looked like they're getting rid of the character altogether. So yeah, I'm just kinda disappointed with that. Like that just felt so unsatisfying because there was no closure for for Jack. Like he right. he hasn't talked to his son in however many years and now he's dead. It's like gosh, there was no I feel like they could have at least um I don't know. I was gonna say I feel like they could have at least brought him back and then and then killed him off, but then that also would have been unsatisfying because it's like why bring him back to to kill him and put Jack through heartbreak and so I don't know. I guess if they weren't gonna if they weren't gonna actually bring him back to make him part of the show for a little while, then maybe it was just better it was done this way instead. Well, you know what? Who knows? Because even I'm just satisfied with the Devon storyline. Yeah. But anyway, you know, it's just nice to see that they're giving him something to, you know, giving Jack something to work on. Yeah, maybe she'll, if it is a granddaughter, maybe she'll come back to Genoa City. Maybe she'll be around the same age as Noah and they can get pull Noah out of this pathetic I won't say pathetic. Mm-hmm. Pull Noah out of this mopiness that he's been in basically since he's been back on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe they bring her back and she is, maybe she's a lesbian and somehow comes between Mariah and Tessa. <laughs> That's possible too. Yeah. You know, it it remains to be seen what they're going to do with this. Because those two have never, they've never had, other than Mariah's little mishap with the bartender, um, those two have never had, like, those kind of relationship issues with each other. Like, that was the only thing, and that lasted, what, a week? That's it. With the bartender, so, I don't know. Yep, that's it. You know, so, it would be interesting to throw that, you know, throw them off a bit. Yeah. Um, okay. So, who's next? Where you want to go? Um, you want to do the storyline with the baby, Dominic and girl, all of them? You know what I'm going to say. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> I'm sick of it. 
<laughs> that storyline, everybody thought that it was going to be Devon having some revelation about his DNA and it was nothing. Yet, at least. Yeah. I was so disappointed. I'm like, really? That's what we're doing? Yeah. Like I said last week, this was a missed opportunity for the writers to to have made Chance the the one that donated um uh was it bone marrow mm-hmm. to the baby and start that connection there. But yeah, I it, it, there wasn't really much going on there other than them waiting around to find out um you know, how Dominic's recovery was going to go or if he was going to be able to recover from it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, because I thought, I, I thought they were going to go somewhere with that. Me too. He's recovered and that's it. Yeah. It's like, really? I was like, so disappointed. Yeah, me too. Um, And then Chance, you- um, I felt like one of the first things, one of the first excuse me, things that Chance said after they found out he was going to be okay was um, I, I made sure that he was good to travel because I know you're going to want him at your house so you can spend time with him at your house talking to Devon. I'm like, this little boy just got finished with a major procedure and your first thought is to figure out how to get him back and forth to Devon's house. Devon can bring himself over there and visit him <laughs> until he gets, you know what I mean, until he gets back to normal. Like, to me, that shouldn't have been your first thought. And if you have to transport him there in an ambulance, then he probably just doesn't need to leave the house. It's not there. You're talking about Chance, right? Yeah. That's what, because Chance suggested or told Devon that he made arrangements or preparations to have um, Dom transported to his house if he wanted to take him back to his place to spend time with him. Yeah, I didn't understand that. <laughs> I'm like, you ready to get rid of that boy already? That's what it felt like. It, it, it feels like Chance is finding every opportunity he can to get the baby out of the house. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. But, I mean, it was like, dang, you, he just got home. He's just healthy. Doctors gave y'all the okay. And the next thing you're thinking about is, uh, Oh wow, we need to figure out how we gonna get to Devon's house. It's like really, yeah, girl. I'm so over that storyline. I'm over Chance. I'm over the writers with that. What are you gonna do with that? You took us to everybody was speculating, right? You know, about how he's a hundred percent a match, and you only supposed to be fifty. And girl, mm-mm. um. I don't know. It's just like you say, missed opportunities that they could have done with that. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Unless there's something else that's going to come down the pipeline. I was about to be real annoyed with Devon when I thought, so like before um, it was the, the night before the procedure and he said something about something about how it was going to be hard to be away from him um, the night before he gets his procedure done. At first, just like Abby, I thought he was going to ask or suggest that um, Dominic go home with him. 
And oh. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, I know this man is not. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, but it, it it ended up not being that. Yeah. But I was super annoyed. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you don't know where that's going. You know, because they took us in so many different directions already. It's like, okay, whatever. I'm just riding the wave at this point. Right. <clears throat> um, Let's see. But I mean, it's I really don't have too much to say about that. I guess, wow. I'm sorry. My daughter just asked me for $140. <laughs> Girl just threw me off. I'm like, what? Um... Yeah, I just, I'm just so over it. I've been over it for the last, what, year and two months? So, yeah. We can move on to the next topic for all I can. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, who, what do you want to take on next? Um, What is next? Oh, what do you think about um, Lily's, Lily's offer to Devon? I think Devon was right. Mm -hmm. um, because right now he does have full autonomy. Mm -hmm. Lily would be his boss. Mm -hmm. And the fact that when he said, give me some time, let me think about it, she felt like, why can't you? And I'm like, girl, give him a minute. Mm -hmm. Let him think it, think it through first. I know what you want, but you need to be a little patient. Yeah. What was your thoughts? Um, I don't blame Devon either. Why would he go for anything? Like he said, he was like, we're we're doing fine. They're successful. They're not running into any, like they don't have any financial issues. They're not having any issues with productivity or their revenue. So why would he, why would he let another company basically buy his company? Even though his name would still be, like he would still be, I guess, I don't know, equal partners but everything basically goes through him and he has like you said total autonomy of his own company without having to go through anybody else for anything right so i feel like they <clears throat> i feel like there's ways that they can work together without it having to be his company being absorbed into chance chance con or chancellor yeah i was like Lily, you just only had that job a week. Yeah. Chill out. Learn what you got to do first. You already asking him about a podcast. Now you're talking about merging companies? Come on. Yeah, I thought that, was a, that was a bit too much too soon. Now, I, I do think it would be great for them to, like like she said, they can do things to help each other out. Because mm -hmm. he's got, there's areas that um, for Winter, Winters Hamilton that could support Chancellor and Chancellor has things that um, his company could use. And what what I was thinking was um, like you see all these big major corporations and companies have generational wealth. Mm -hmm. Um and of course, they're usually of a specific type. Um, and with them, I'm I'm just gonna say, with them being a black a black company, uh, him being a black business owner of a company that's got that much capital, 
Mm-hmm. I think Lily could use Chancellor to help build up his company even more to put him eventually, I don't know, I guess on the same playing field as like Chancellor and Jabot and Newman, those companies that have been around for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be a way to help build that company up. I think that she could totally use um, or he could totally use Chancellor for something like that. And well, that's what Amanda was like. <clears throat> Consider it and then we could put some parameters in place mm-hmm. where you would still have your autonomy and you'd be able to be at the same level that she is. Yeah. The question is is Lily going to be okay with that? Well, if she's not, then that's on her. She don't exactly. She's the one asking. Devon doesn't need it. Yep. <laughs> so I, if I, I mean, Devon is the one that's kind of, in a sense, in control here because he he's not looking for a company to to acquire him, or he doesn't need any backing from anybody. He doesn't. He's not like he said. He's not in any. Um, he's not hurting for anything. So, I mean, if the idea behind it for Lily is for them to support each other or for Hamilton Winters to, um, I don't know, give them some type of, I'm not exactly sure what she's looking for, but if she says no, then she's just going to be missing out on any of what she was looking for with that company coming on to to Chancellor, mm-hmm. I would say, I would say even a little bit of whatever Devon is willing to give her should be enough right now, because I don't think either of them need each other for anything really. Nope, just the resources that they have. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, just their resources um, for them to both feed off of each other, right? Right. Hmm. So I don't know. She and she seemed like she was really disappointed. And it's like, well, Lily, you're asking this man to basically turn over his company to you in right. a sense. Yeah. Like that's not a decision that anybody could make in a day or maybe probably even a week or two weeks. Like it's an entire company. Mm, yeah. I mean, you want to merge. You don't want to say a subsidiary or, you know, kind of like what um, is happening with Newman Media. Mm -hmm. Adam is still CEO of that portion of the company. That's what needs to happen with Devon. Devon needs to still have his autonomy as the leader of that company, not merge it into that. And he has to answer to Lily. Yeah, I feel like Lily probably could have just started small. Mm-hmm. But she just oh. for the whole thing. Yeah, she should just start with the podcast. Like Devon said, let's see how we do with this podcast first. <laughs> what did you think about Amani, though? Um, I, Amani, I feel like is overstepping because I think she looks at her and Amanda as equals. Mm-hmm. And they're not. Amanda is the, the chief of the legal department. And Amani is just an associate. So her inviting herself to a meeting that that had to do with that kind of stuff, she didn't mm-hmm. need to be there. Like just like Amanda said, 
I'll fill you in on the details after the meeting. And if there, if it's anything that we need to do, then I'll let you know. But until then, no, you don't need to be there. I, you know, I looked at it as, and I think she overstepped. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say she asked the right questions though, that Amanda should have been asking. Because she has some interesting questions, which is why Billy said, wow, those are great questions, because they are. And when Lily answered them, <coughs> Lily was like, oh, well, we'll talk about that after the merger. No, we need to know that before we merge with you. You know, so I think she had the right idea and the right questions. She was not the person that was supposed to ask, though. But I feel, I wonder, though, if she wasn't there, if because Amanda's smart. So I I find it hard to believe that Amanda would not have thought of those questions herself and asked them. And maybe Imani just stepped in and asked them before Amanda had the chance to. Well, we'll never know. But I mean, I just, that's how I picked up on it. You know, I'm like, okay, that's some good questions. Yeah, they were. But uh, she still didn't need to be there. Like, I don't, I don't bring, I don't bring my airmen from my organization. I don't bring them to meetings with the other chiefs on base or with the other with the um the senior leadership on base because they don't need to be there after my well, meetings i go back and i summarize them on the things that they and let them know what they need to know and any action items they need to um fulfill but other than that there's to me there's certain things that if you are if, if you're the subordinate in that organization and your chief is telling you I'm going to a meeting and I'll fill you in, that individual shouldn't be saying, well, I'll, I'm just going to go with you and then you won't have to fill me in. No, I, I'm the leader of, of this section and I told you that I'm going to this meeting. I need you to stay here and I'll let you know what we talked about. So then it would have been... Amanda's thing before they left the house to say, like you just said, yes. You know what? Just stay here. We got this. I'll see you when I get back. But she didn't do that, so <laughs> she allowed that girl to come with them. Yep. Because people can only do what you allow them to. Now, she exactly. She did, did put the boundaries down during the questioning part, but that part would have never happened if she had left her back at home. Like the same way you just described in your situation, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Amanda didn't do that. Amanda was like, "Well, okay, let's go." You know. That's what. Yeah, that's why I'm saying she needs to. She needs to put her foot down with her now, because I don't see that's going. I don't honestly. I don't see that's going to work because. Um, Imani signed up to be with Amanda because they were going to be co-partners with this law firm. Mm-hmm. Now she's in a leader leadership position over her. The question is, how long is Amani going to be cool with that? Right now, it sounds good in theory because it's a bigger company. But I'm, I have a feeling that there's going to be some issues. Yes, that's, you know, and I think that's probably why, you know, they had Amani here to say those things when they was at Devon's house. And for her to interject and ask Lily those questions. And I'm looking at Lily like, I mean, honestly, like Billy said, I mean, they were good questions. In business, you need to know those things before I sign a contract with you. Don't come tell me 
And that's what I'm saying. I kind of wish that instead of Amanda just say, you know what, let me hatch. What she should have said is, Amani, I got this. And then rephrase the question back at Lily at that moment. She didn't do that. Mm-hmm. She basically told her to just quiet down. This ain't, and Lily giving her the side face and all of this. And then Lily comes back, well, you know, we can discuss that later on and put that together after we sign everything. No, I'm not signing nothing over to you until I get all of what I need to know first. So I, like I was saying, I think the questions was great, but it wasn't supposed to come from her. She was there to listen. You know what I mean? Amanda should have said, oh, you know what? That is a good question. You know what? Hey, Amani, I got this. Yeah, Lily, what's up with A, B, C, D, and E? Because not only is Amanda Devon's girlfriend, she also worked for Chancellor. So you working for that company and at the same time trying to talk your boyfriend into bringing his company over to where you work. So somewhere along the lines, those questions had to be asked. I just think that Amani's timing and positioning was not right at this point yeah and and that's on amanda amanda needs to establish um her expectations and her standards with amani and she needs she needs to do that up front before they get too far into their jobs because this isn't going to be the this isn't going to be the last time amani tries that oh of course not i'm not that's why i'm saying i honestly think this is not going to go well with these two if, yeah, probably clearly from today, there's going to be issues there. Um, yep. And, you know, even though they were going to be business partners, you're not now. And she right. and knows that because she said it herself. I'm only an associate, but I still think I should go. Um, and, and until Amanda lets her know, which Amanda has no issue standing up to people and putting her foot down with people. So she needs to give her sister that same energy that she gives other people when they overstep and she needs to let Imani know, like, look, I I know that we were partners in our previous, um, uh, what am I trying to say? In in the previous, their previous, you know, endeavor with Mm -hmm. the law firm, but we're not partners here. I'm your, I'm your superior and you're going to have to listen to what I tell you. And it's not to say that Amani can't stand up for herself or put her ideas out there, but there's going to be certain, there's got to be certain things that she has to back down from because she doesn't run that section. She doesn't run the legal section of that, of that corporation. Her sister does. And if she can't, if that's something that she's not going to be able to do, then she needs, she don't need to be there. Well, you know, the problem with, the, I think, like you said, Amanda can stand up to everybody else. I think the issue is she don't want to cause a rift because that's the only family right now that she has. Mm-hmm. So she's going to tiptoe around her just to not make her mad and leave. Well, she definitely that's don't have to have What'd you say? In that case, even them being in business together wasn't an idea, a good idea then. Nope. But if you can't stand up to her and can't be honest with her about how things need to be run or if you guys don't have the the same idea about something and you're not going to stand up for yourself, then even being a business partner wasn't going to work out because she was just going to let Imani run her over. 
Yeah, because she's going to be tiptoeing around her, afraid to lose her. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. So, I don't know. I see problems coming there. I don't honest. Okay, so let me ask you. Do you think Devon should say, okay, I'm going to let you, I'm going to, let's do this. I honestly don't. I think sometimes, yes, I know Chancellor is huge, but I honestly think that, he, I mean, some companies like running privately. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They like how things are going. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with growth because, I mean, growth is always good. Change is good as well. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that merger. Like I said, if it's going to be a partnership like what's going on with Newman Media and Newman Lock, mm-hmm. where, you know, they're still all time. But wait a minute. Adam still answers to Victoria, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that ain't even the case with Newman Newman Media. So even still, he would actually, I'm trying to think of what kind of agreement could work where he still be in charge without giving up his autonomy and how he run that side of the company. What do you think? I don't I don't think there would be. Yeah. Because I feel like it's either got to be somehow it would have to be in the contract that they're equal partners. Mm-hmm. But I think even then it will probably be one can't make the, a decision without the other. Exactly. Um, so he, in a sense, even if they're equal partners, they still have to run things through each other and agree on it. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't think it's it's worth it for him because he doesn't need it. There's There's no right. reason for it. Now, if he was... If his company was in some kind of trouble um, and Lily was swooping in to, to save the company, that's a different story. But that's not happening. So they just need to they just need to do like individual little projects right. with each other, yeah. just like with the podcasting and leave it at that for now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and especially with her being so new, at least get a year under your belt. And I mean, I understand you want to make acquisitions and things, but no, nah, I don't think that's a good move. And for her to have that expectation and then she catches an attitude for a hot minute about it. Because once that dude was like, no, nah, I got a lot of stuff going on. I got to deal with this stuff with Dominic, blah, 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 blah. It should have stopped right there. And she was like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, you heard what that boy said? Leave him alone. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I that's one thing I don't like is pushy people. Yeah, me neither. You know, if I told you, let me think about it, I'll get back to you. No, not right now. Don't try to persuade. I mean, you can put your suggestions, but leave it on the table and let me process it. Right. Don't get mad if I don't give you the answer you want in that moment. Right, exactly. And that's why that really kind of, I'm looking like, Lily, come on now. you. And she was so excited about it. Jill was excited about it. And so was um, Billy. And she expected, she absolutely expected Devon to be just as excited and say yes. And when he was like, 
mm, I don't know. Let me think about it. It's not a good time. Then she act like she was deflated. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, you can't, ex- that's, that's the problem. That's how people get disappointed because you have expectations instead of just seeing the reality of it. Mm-hmm. First, see what he going to do and then respond. Don't get mad and upset. Well, she can get all out of shape, but you can tell she wasn't happy about it. Right. So, yeah, I don't think he needs that. Me personally, I think he just needs to stay right where he at. And if he need other resources, he got a billion dollars to buy marketing and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Okay, what's next? Um, I can't remember anything else that happened other than the whole Adam and uh, Victor. Victoria drama. Girl, Victor play his kids like a fiddle. Every sure does. I mean, Victoria thought that she had it in the bag, and Victor and Victor was like, "No, you need to get it together with your brother." And she looking like, "What? Who me?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, you." That's what he said. And then Victor, I mean, Adam was like, pretty much. I was excited because he was like, "You know what? I can't deal with this no more. I can't deal with you no more." I can't deal with Victoria no more. I don't know. I might have to be out. I'm like, Adam? Really? Right. Because this is a mess. Who want to be dealing with this nonsense? And then he turned around after um, Victor decides to call him a horrible person. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, you're arrogant. You're selfish. You don't think about the family. I'm like, here we go with the guilt tripping. Right. And then Adam crawled back in there after talking to Sally, like, I'm sorry. I'm like, God, dumb. What'd you think about all that? He did that under, that was Sally's influence, wasn't it? I think so, because I thought he was about to walk. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Adam be influenced by somebody like Sally seems to be doing. Yeah. And I don't know if that was Sally doing that for her own benefit because if Adam leaves and she knew that she probably wouldn't have been too far behind mm-hmm. um, or if she, you know, truly, truly cared about that issue with him. And that's why she told him to go back and fix it. Yeah. With yeah no, I'm like, why do you keep sending this man back in this chaos? Yeah. He'd have been better off just sticking to the I'm not I ain't working with y'all no more <laughs> yeah I mean at least y'all could go build something else together it ain't like that dude is broke right he got money yep so I just I didn't understand it. girl I was excited I'm like oh Adam is about to tell Victor to kick rocks and then he go talk to Sally and he come crawling back to Victor I'm like Yep. And Victor like, yeah, my boy, my boy, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh. he played you like a fiddle. But it, it maybe does. him and Sally played him. Go ahead. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like he's gonna do what Victor is asking him to do as far as Ashlyn. Like it. So I think maybe he's going to let Victor think that he's doing it, and maybe he's just gonna slow roll whatever information he gives to Victor. But I wonder if he's like actually going to do it. 
No, he's not going to do it. I saw it. That was in, oh, wait a minute. Was that the 28th or was it the 25th? Excuse me. Um, Because he told uh, Victor he wasn't doing it. And he said that, and then, uh, uh, I mean, uh, Victor turned around and tell him there's no need to because he got the information he needed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, but I thought that was in today's episode, which would have been yesterday. No? Mm-hmm. You didn't see that? in the, uh... I don't remember seeing it, but I'll, the, I kept having to fast forward because it would, every, like, I don't know, five minutes or so. Mm-hmm it would stop and it would start over. So I would have to keep remembering where I was at and fast forward to the, the part that it stopped at. So maybe maybe there was a point where I fast forwarded too far and missed that scene. Okay, well, um, that's what I, I remember him. I thought it was in the episode that was supposed to be for Thursday that aired today. Where Victor Adam and Adam came back. Well, okay, you didn't you see him come back to Victor saying that after talking to Sally, right? Yeah, I saw that, but, but I that thought was in that same conversation. I didn't remember hearing him say that he wasn't going to do it. I yeah. remember him saying that originally to Victor when Victor asked him to spy on Ashlyn, and he said no. But I thought the whole reason for him going back there was to, because I thought in his conversation with Sally. I thought he said something like, I'll just, I don't know. No, something what into the was, fact that he was just going to act like he was giving his dad what he wanted without actually doing it. No, when he went back, when he went back to Victor after having that conversation with Sally, he said, I'm back, I'm sorry, I'm this, I'm that, I shouldn't have did A, B, C, D, right? Mm-hmm. And then turn around and said, but I'm not spying on on, on Ashlyn. And then he was like, no need, my boy. I already got what I need. And at the end of the episode, I think it was for today, he said that this whole thing is about to blow up or whatever it was. So, I think Victor say that, yeah. Yeah, so that conversation about not spying on Ashlyn mm-hmm. happened before the whole Victor saying everything is about to explode. So no. maybe you didn't hear him say it, but that all that was in that same conversation. Gotcha. Yep. But um, well, that's good. But let's talk about that because Michael found the doctor, and and the doctor said that he's been faking. Right. Which, which most of the fans was talking about since twenty twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> fans was like, yeah, I know he's faking this illness. He's he ain't got no, you know, he's not terminally ill. He faking. And sure enough, here's the episode where uh, I think it was Wednesday because we didn't get nothing yesterday. But Wednesday, when Michael, yeah, uh, was it Wednesday or Friday? It was before the Adam conversation. Mm-hmm. So where Michael told him that um, I actually have an interview I'm going to send you that I did with the doctor that used to work for him. And the doctor said that um, he wanted to pay him to fake his records and that he's not sick and all of that. So, which we knew that was coming. (laughs) Yeah. 
people have been speculating that one for a while. Now, what do you think about Victoria asking? Oh no, where? Okay, so Ashlyn told Victoria that he wants to be co-CEO. Mm-hmm. Victoria, like, uh, I don't think that's good for your health. He looks shocked in the mug. He like, oh wait a minute. Um, let me see. What can I say about that? Because I am supposed to be sick, right? Yeah, you're supposed to be sick, bro. Um, and then he talking about, oh, but that's helping me. It's helping me feel better to work. Girl, and then Victoria turns around and say, you know, because after he made her feel bad about what she said, she turns around and says, you know what, let's draw up the papers. Let's make it official. And I'm like, girl, you, you stupid. <laughs> you stupid. But she, you know, she loved this dude. She think that, you know, um, you know, that they can run this company together as co-CEO. What do you think about that whole thing? Um, first of all, I didn't think Victoria's excuse for um, saying that she worried about his health was not the reason. Oh, okay. That That she said that, which she actually admitted to. Um, after Ashlyn, you know, I forget what Ashlyn said after she said that, but she then said, you know what, I'm going to be honest, and it's not just about your health. And Mm -hmm. she said she's worried, she was worried about losing her title as Mm -hmm. being the CEO of the company. Because when she initially said that, I thought to myself, like, that's not why. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know that ain't why. Um, But I feel like we've seen this coming for the last few weeks, just watching them work together and seeing how annoyed she was um, with some of the, some of the decisions that he was making without consulting with her. And then like, was it either yesterday or um, Wednesday, Wednesday's episode or today's episode when he was on some phone call with somebody and some heated phone call and she was asking what she can do to help because probably because she wanted to know what was going on. Mm. It's like she doesn't completely um, I feel like she still doesn't completely trust him. So she nope. feels like yeah. she's got to keep tabs on what he's doing and um, she doesn't trust him to make decisions without her knowledge. Um, and she uh, we know how Victoria is. She wants to be in control of everything so I'm sure her, him asking for the co-CEO title felt like her losing control of the company. She doesn't want to run that company with anybody. She wants to run it herself, regardless of if, let's say, Ashlyn was just 100% straight up honest, wasn't trying to steal anything from her, not trying to take over her job, you know, really just wanted to be equal partners. Like, even if that was the case. Mm-hmm. I don't think Victoria, Victoria still wouldn't have liked it because she she wants to be the one in charge no matter what. Yep. And you know what? But that's what she get for marrying a liar. Mm-hmm. You knew what this man was capable of when you married him. And now you can't trust him. You want to watch what he's doing. You feel in some kind of way every time he's doing stuff behind your back. Well, that's what you signed up for, sister girl. Yep. Because he showed you exactly who he was. Multiple times. (laughs) Multiple times. 
I mean, he didn't come over here being named Loch Ness Monster for nothing. Right. And even as recent as last week. Because what yep. was it last week that he admitted to her? The week well, before? one thing, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but even that whole situation with even Victor was surprised this week about the whole Nate situation. Yeah. You know, it's like this man is making moves and doing stuff and all this and nobody, and you not consulting with Victoria <clears throat> and Victor definitely gets upset because he don't know what's going on. Yeah. So I will say though, like with the, the hiring, mm-hmm. like him hiring Nate, I don't think a CEO, I think if you're a CEO and you're worried about every single hire that is coming through that company, um, then that's an issue. You don't trust any, any of your employees and your micromanaging. And I don't think Nate was, it would be different if it was like someone else that was coming into the company in a chief role. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Nate was going to be given some type of chief position. So I think that, I think that right there to me was a little bit petty for Victor to, to have an issue with him talking to Nate about a position at the company, because you, you shouldn't at that level be concerned about every single hire that is coming through there anyway. The reason that I think is concerning is because Ashlyn at this point is only a consultant. He's not HR. He's not COO or any of that. He's going, mm-hmm. he's just a consulting partner or uh, not even a partner. He's a consultant, which is why he was telling Victoria that feel like a nothing role. So why, if you know, that's a nothing role, why are you going around hiring people for this company? You aren't supposed to be doing that. And if I had ran a company and I said, oh, well, I'll just hire you on as a consultant to give your suggestions and ideas, mm-hmm. give your suggestions and ideas. Don't go out there recruiting. Yeah, that's true. From that point. Yeah, you're right. From that point. Yeah, he's a I forget that he's a consultant and not like an actual no, he's not part a, of the company. Right. He's not CIO, CTO, COO, or CEO. You know all those terms. CMO, Chief Medical Officer. He ain't even that. So... You don't have none of the, the C-suite titles. Why are you going around hiring people? You're a consultant. You're supposed to go and take your mastermind ideas and bring it to the CEO. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see why Victoria is giving him the side eye when he does this. And even Victor, he's like, hold on, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you're doing too much. So, um, I'm trying to think. Was there anything else? We didn't get. Did we get any? Um, we didn't get no Mariah, Noah, and um. Do we see them this week? Tessa, Mariah, Noah. If we did, it wasn't anything. uh, Yeah, they did show them this week because they were talking about the type of wedding they wanted to have. Oh yeah, and they asked. Um. Knowing them, that was early in the week. Yeah, and so it wasn't really anything that significant. Okay. Mm, yeah. Also, um, no, that was last week. With was that last week when uh, Faith and Moses were trying to figure out what to buy each other for Valentine's Day? Yeah, because Valentine's Day was the fourteenth. Like this is the twenty oh, first. Okay. But what I will say is when 
I, I, it's interesting because th- I think that's another story, a small storyline that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Noah brought to the attention, Noah and Nick brought to the attention of Sharon about having a discussion with Faith about whether or not how she's going to be able to deal with her boyfriend going to a different college than she is. Remember? Mm-hmm. And then did you hear her when talking to Noah? Cause she asked, Oh, what are you going to do for college? He's like, I'm staying right here. Cause she was looking at colleges out of state. Yeah. She turned around and said, you know what? I might as well go to GCU too. I'm like, Oh, yep. yep. We know they was going to find a way to keep them in general city though because otherwise the characters are just written off the show exactly you know and so is her family gonna have a problem with her actually saying i'm gonna follow my boyfriend around versus you finding the best college for your career choice yeah they're i don't know they'll probably look at it and they'll probably say well at least this way she's still here near us and I mean, really, whether or not Faith goes to college, she's always she's gonna have a job at Newman regardless because that's how all of them, yeah, do. They all have been through that company. Oh, one other thing about Nate. Mm-hmm. What do you think about when Nate told Lily about working for Newman Lock? Lily is like, "Why don't you come work for me?" Yeah. I, 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 if um I I feel if I were Nate, go oh, ahead I'm sorry I was just gonna say if I were Nate I I feel like I would prefer to work with family versus going to another company yeah because I, Devon also offered him he was like why don't you come and work with us or work over here with me <laughs> and he turned that down too yeah I don't get that I mean I understand you were uh Ashlyn Locks best man but I mean is y'all friendship that serious I, right. yeah, I don't know and I you know this is one because like I told you I said the Vaughn situation I know working you know merging that company but Nate going working with Lily uh, yes yeah I mean it's t- I mean look like to me Nate should remember how he got caught up almost losing his medical license fooling with the Newmans yep so yeah, that's right, because didn't he do something for Victor? Yeah, you know, and uh, and he had to go to court and try to save his medical license and all of that. But this whole storyline transition for Nate doesn't make sense because he says in one breath, and I don't know if you caught this, right? He said in one breath, you know, I can't, I'm sick of all the corporate bureaucratic type of stuff that's in medicine. But then you're going to go work for corporate America in the business world it doesn't make you sound contradictory yeah because it's one thing if you hands on on the patient care side then you working directly with the patient your mission is there but you saying being chief of surgery you sick of corporate bureaucrats okay but you're gonna go and jump into a whole nother arena of corporate bureaucrats it's just not in the medical field right I'm like, dude, you know how crazy that sounds. Or should I say writers? Obviously, you do know how crazy that sounds. You know, so that sounded contradictory. But then what are you going to do? Because all we know, Nate, is being a doctor. Yeah. I was kinda... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was kind of confused as to what 
and maybe there's something that I don't know about corporations and um, doctors or medicine, but it's like in that type of corporation, what would his role be? Because it's not like it's a pharmaceutical company or right. like medical equipment. They're dealing in what real estate and beauty and Chancellor, yes, and so is Newman. Yeah, but well, that's what I'm saying. The I was talking about Newman. I didn't even know oh. about Chancellor, but even but Chancellor too. Yeah, or even um, Devon's company. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, dude, you've been you have been going to school for most of your entire life, practicing for most of your entire life as a physician. Mm -hmm. So you're going over to real estate mergers or are you going over to acquisitions and property? I mean, mm -hmm. it just don't make sense. What do you mean? You And then they made it like, oh, I got experience working in the business side. Where? Where? <laughs> Where? It was maybe it was some experience he had before he came back to General City. That I mean, it just... That whole script was just jacked up because of the whole bureaucrat. I can't stand corporate bureaucracy in the in the medical field, but then you go into corporate bureaucracy somewhere else, and then you claim you got skills in that arena. Dude, you was a doctor. It just doesn't make sense how they're trying to transition him out. Yeah. So, I agree. You know, that, that whole thing, I was laughing. I'm like, y'all know how crazy that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's how they have to move characters around you know I mean I'm trying to think of somebody in the past in the past who was in one field and then moved into something totally opposite oh Michael you didn't left being an attorney now you have asked by private act <laughs> I mean girl I, I just they be tripping me out like it's like just you know if you're gonna transition, I I could I would expect like if they unless we're missing something maybe we missed something but unless Newman Locke is going to um wait a minute MD, MD now wasn't that part of Chancecom? It was um because he was doing like online it was basically like the the online doctor thing right so I'm wondering. Because now that they have acquired Chancecom, is that where they're moving him to? I, I don't know. Because remember, him and Elena had that conversation. And Elena was like, well, wait a minute. Are they getting rid of me? You, you know, so I don't know. I guess it's just so many loose puzzle pieces that it's hard to fit on where they're going to. And it's like, would y'all just get to the point? Yeah. And he didn't. he didn't really seem like they had to convince him to do the MD now thing. And when he gave it up, he didn't seem like he was going to miss it. Right. So if he's quitting his job at the hospital to go to doing something like that, that really doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It makes zero sense whatsoever. And it's like, I don't know what y'all doing, but you know, I, I going back to my original question though, I honestly would hope that if Nate was to make a choice, that he goes with Lily. I just don't. 
he should already know what life is like working for the Newmans. Yeah. That hasn't changed. Michael is learning that the hard way. He went in thinking that I'm going to do my own thing and Victor reneged on him. Right. So, and we don't know what Ashlyn Locke end game is except probably to take over Newman. But does Nate want to be caught up in that? You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that if he do make a change, then that change should hopefully go work with Chancellor. Yeah. Yep. So I'm trying to think. Any other little storylines? Do did we cover everything? I think so. I can't remember anything else significant. Yeah, it was a short week because of the you know, the news thing yesterday. So Yeah. All right, let's move over to the bold mm. and beautiful. Um, let me see. Recaps. Here we go. Come on, slow pokey. Um, okay, here we go. I always gotta move this, uh, okay, to take me back to the home page. This thing be tweaking sometimes. <laughs> Girls, just be irritating. Okay, so for. Bold and the Beautiful. Now, Bold and the Beautiful did not air at all yesterday, so they didn't even have a, a old episode. Oh, yes, they did. Wrong. They did. They had that episode with Bill overseas and doing that whole fashion show. So, oh, okay. Um, but the recap for the week of February twenty first, we had Ridge remove his wedding ring. Ridge asked, I mean, Brooke asked Ridge to say he hasn't given up on her, on them. Um, Ridge tells Brooke goodbye. And then today's um, episode, he decides to go home to, oh no, that was last week. I'm sorry. Um, Today's episode was um, Ridge and that and, oh Paris, the whole thing with Paris and um and Carter. Yeah. We finally get to see them. Let's just knock that out. Since that was only one day this week. The rest was all about Brook and Ridge. Okay. Paris, you act like this man is gonna be in a relationship with you right now when you haven't told Zenday you're done. Right. How is that okay with you to say we're good together. Don't you want to be good together? We're great. Zenday ain't worried about it. He dating other people. Okay, but he also thinks he's still dating you too. Yeah. Have that escaped her brain? I feel like it has. <laughs> exactly. You know, and the fact that this man is consistently telling her no, 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 no. It's just like I and I said this two weeks ago on that podcast. I said if this was in reverse, it would not be a good thing. Right. So because it's in this position that it's in, y'all keep pushing. It's like how many times I gotta tell you no, and then look like that he finally gave in today. You know I'm tired of seeing. Hmm. I'm tired of seeing Carter with a shirt off. Girl, they're making sure that people get eye candy. That's what they're trying to do. Like, I get it every once in a while, but it's literally every time they show that man in his apartment, he's walking around with his shirt off, doing pull-ups, and then somebody knocks on the door. 
Yeah, because all three women. Yeah, you're right. Because Paris, Quinn, and Katie always catches him at his apartment with no shirt. Right. Yep. So you are absolutely correct. But yeah, I. I just. I wish Carter would would say to her like, "It's all good that you feel this way. Yes, I do have feelings for you, but." We need to be honest with Zenday before this gets out and his feelings are hurt. And it don't have nothing to do with the fact that they're in an open relationship or they're doing their own thing. It has to do with him and Zenday are friends. Correct. So, like we've said before, this he's not just some random dude that she's hooking up with. This is Zenday's friend that she's hooking up with. And right. he, I mean, I guess he's he has said it um in some way. But it's like he's not putting his foot down with it. Exactly. See, he's not. You know. Um, I, I just... If you wanted to put these two together, just clean it up. Because this going to turn real bad. As much as Paris is trying to convince herself that oh, it's going to be okay, and it's going to be all right, and he doesn't care. And and I mean, like Carter said, that dude just proposed to you. Exactly. This oh, is he was trying to. He was about to. Yeah. And, and then she turns around and says, but you see, you know, I, he, don't, he don't know what he wants, and he really, he thought that's what he wanted to do, but I had to tell him, it don't matter. That man got feelings for you. Right. That just don't go away. Or when somebody wants to propose, their emotions is in deep. And just because you, that was your idea. That wasn't his idea for an open relationship. That was yours. Yeah. He, he, the only reason that he went out with that model girl is because you told him, oh, let's be casual. And, you know, we can still date, but it doesn't have to be anything serious. Okay. Why didn't you just ended with him. Right. That's exactly what she should have done was just broke up with him instead of leading because she's basically leading him on. Oh absolutely. She doesn't and we we've said this a million times before. She doesn't really seem like she has any interest in him like that. Nope. Even before the Carter situation. Yeah. He was fantasizing about Finn. You know, he, she was ditching dates with him. You know, now some people might say, well, Zenday, you should have knew this girl wasn't into you because she was breaking dates and, you know, staying over. She wanted to stay with Steffi and go on a date with you. She rather stay in an apartment with Thomas instead of moving with you. But at the same time, there's some responsibility. There's a lot of responsibility on that other person in the same relationship. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't want this dude and you want somebody else, you need to cut him loose. Right. Because at this point in time, this man still thinks you're interested in him. And if he finds out that Carter was the one that tipped you off on this proposal, that Carter has been sneaking and creeping, kissing all up on you, is gonna be a, another fight in the Forrester building. And I hope they I hope he does find out. It, it would it would have been one thing if Carter had went to Zenday himself mm -hmm. and said Paris has said a couple things to me that 
makes it seem as if she is not ready for marriage. So I'm just letting you know because I know you're about to propose to her. Mm -hmm. They talk to her first about it. Like that would have been one thing, but the fact that he went to Paris instead of his friend, mm -hmm. and Harrison heads up. Now it makes it look like, well, you just wanted to throw this off because you wanted her for yourself. Exactly. Because at this point, this man don't even know that this whole texting conversation even happened. Right. So if he finds out, wait a minute. Because remember, he can, because how did, okay, wait a minute. How did Carter find out? Did he find out directly from Zenday or through Quinn? About the proposal? Yes. I think Zenday said something to him about it. Okay. Yeah, it was Zenday. Zenday told him that he was ready to propose to her. Okay, and then he turns around and sends a text ma message in the middle of the date. Yeah, girl, that's going to turn into something ugly in their office. Yeah. You know, and the, and like, and you know, as much as I don't like Paris's mom, Grace, mm -hmm. blackmailing him, she's speaking the truth. You just came out of the whole situation with the Foresters when it came to Quinn. Now you're talking about Eric Forrester's grandson and this whole thing with Carter. And it's like, dude. Stop being messy. <laughs> how much smoke? Yeah, how much how much smoke do you want? Yeah. Carter. Huh? I, I was just gonna say Carter is definitely just just messy at this point. He is. And the thing is, is that as much as he's pushing her off, and it just I just don't like how they're doing him because they make him look like a like he's desperate. I mean, with Quinn, that whole thing. Then when Katie came around, he started getting googly eyed. Right. And then when that one faded, now it's now now it's um Paris, and it's like, jeez, oh, it's just not a good look. Not at all. Not at all. And um, you know, I I just I, I can see this being one ugly explosion. You know. And Paris is what well, she's like. It's pretty. It's me against. It's us against the world. It's our love. We should explore what we have. Who cares what anybody else think? Um, let me think. Zenday. Yeah, and also, when did you suddenly start falling in love with people? Because you've been talking for months about, or for a couple months about, just wanting to be in a casual relationship and not being ready for anything. Right, and not ready to settle down. I'm young and independent. Okay, now you want that was in bad what it was. <laughs> exactly. And now you want to get cuffed up with uh with with um with Carter. Mm. Girl, mm -mm. Yeah, so she really like to me this makes her look like she was just lying to get out of that relationship with Zenday. Because you jump from that you jump from telling Zenday that you're not ready for a commitment to wanting to be in a commitment with the very next person. <laughs> trying to date yeah she like a hypocrite too because she was the one trying to be holier than thou with her sister with Quinn and everybody else and now you grow up a little bit in less than a year and now you're doing exactly probably what some of these other folks is doing so that's why it's not good to judge other people because you don't know what you gonna do when you're in that situation yep <laughs> And I hope Quinn finds out too, because I mean, as much Quinn is responsible, she should be held accountable. You're married. Right. But 
Paris made it a mission to put that out to the world about what they was doing. Okay. So when it comes out that what you're doing, you don't say nothing. Just sit and take it. Well, the difference with her and Quinn is that she could say, well, I'm not married and I'm not in a relationship with Zenday. So he can't, because in her mind, Zenday can't be mad about what she's doing because they're not in a relationship anymore. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you, you got a point there because the gravity of the relationship is not as heavy as it is with Quinn. Yeah. So that makes sense. I agree with you. I just, I I hate the, I feel like these writers could have gone so many good directions with Carter. Like, mm-hmm. I still would have loved to have seen Carter and Steffi in a relationship. Like, I feel like he's been on the show, he's been a character on this show long enough to where they could have put him with one of the main established characters on the show. Mm-hmm. And gave him a bigger role in the show and basically being an official part of the Forrester family. Like, that's who they should have put Steffi with. You think that was a missed opportunity? It it absolutely was. Um, yeah. And if they weren't going to do that, then I feel like the next, the next one should have been Donna, which is the other single woman on the show. Like, she's been single for how many years now? Yeah, but they, I mean, unless she decided, maybe Jennifer Garis decided that she's pretty much done with the show, but they fired her. Oh, did well, they? I mean, not the not the show fired her, but the way that they fired Donna out of Forrester. Oh, out of Forrester. Yeah. Yeah, but they could have, like, I mean, before all of this stuff with Quinn, that could have also been another direction that they went with him. And, Don, and Donna's character, too. Like, instead of having her daydreaming about Eric, Eric. like every Mm -hmm. other month and Mm -hmm. making it seem like they're going to put Eric and Donna back together, which to me has never been a good couple anyway. Mm -hmm. They should have put her and Carter together a long time ago. Yeah, that's true. And that probably would have been a better match. Carter and Donna? Yep. Because they're both single. Yeah. They both were single. They both were free. Get her out of this whole orbit with, with Eric. And that whole that's see that's what I'm talking about. You had this man and Donna connecting over you getting your erectile situation oh, back. Don't even and get me fired. <laughs> and then you got rid of her, and then Quinn and Eric are happy. Which okay, fine. If you want to put Quinn back with Eric, do that. But then you could have moved Donna. Now that Carter was broken hearted, she was broken hearted. From not being able to be with Eric, put them two together. Yeah, or let's not even even before even before that situation happened. Mm-hmm. They should have just put those two together a long time ago, just like with Steffi before Finn came on the show. They should have put Carter and Steffi together a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You talking about Steffi? Yeah. Steffi or Donna, either one of them, before the, the current drama that that happened between um, Quinn and Eric with his erectile dysfunction, before even before any of that happened. Like, okay. I feel like they, you know, had an opportunity to put Donna and Carter together or before they introduced Finn into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, before, you know, we knew who Finn was. 
they could have saved Steffi from that love triangle with Liam and Hope and just moved her on over to Carmen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I sometimes it's like, can we we actually as the fans can do a better job with coming up with stuff than the writers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like y'all could. That's what y'all doing. You mean tell me y'all couldn't have did move this person with this person and put this person in this scenario, girl? That's why we have the flip the script segment. Yep. But we wish we could do something different. Yeah. But um okay. So I'm trying to think. We only had today's episode with that whole thing with with uh Paris and Carter. So that's it. The rest of this week was all about hypocritical ridge. Mm-hmm. Because Here's my problem with this whole scenario is that you mad at dude for kiss a mad at yeah, you mad at dude Deacon for kissing your wife and her him kissing her back on New Year's Eve in a Santa Claus hat and him sleeping in your bed. Okay, fine. Instead of him leaving and just go take go stay with Eric, go sleep in the guest house, something to, to figure this thing out, you run your behind over to Steffi's only to be locking lips, which is what you mad at her for doing Mm -hmm. with Taylor. And you still married. Just because you took your ring off, you still married. Right. (laughs) Girl, it's so crazy. They love to do that. They love to do that on on the soaps. (laughs) They get mad their significant other. They take their ring off and then they gonna have sex with the the person they really want to be with. Somebody else. I mean, it's a lot of hypocrisy because I've seen on social media the clips of Steffi and Bill. Somebody mm-hmm. posted it. Um, even with Hope. Hope telling her mom, it's not that serious. It's just a kiss. It didn't mean anything. He loves you. Um, you didn't say that when Steffi kissed Liam. Right. And you almost had a conniption. So, you know, it's like, girl, I, I just sit back and laugh because it's like, you can tell this is 110% soap because all of them are hypocrites. Yes, they are. Every single one of them. Now, what did you think about, though, when with Thomas keeping his dad's phone and stopping Brooke from coming in the house? I thought that was childish because you're not going to be able to keep your father from talking to Brooke forever. And if you think that if you think that giving Ridge 30 minutes, 30 extra minutes, I guess, with Taylor to decide what he's going to do with the rest of his life was going to keep him from making whatever decision he was going to make. That was just stupid. <laughs> like, if this, if this is what it's going to take, if, if keeping Brooke from talking to Ridge right now is what it's going to take for him to agree to be with your mom, then it probably means that he doesn't really want to be with her. Yeah, because you shouldn't, if somebody really wanted to leave, and especially men, when men, or women, I'm not going to even just categorize. When people are done, they're done. There's no, you don't have to convince them not to go back to somebody. Exactly. And I feel like that's what 
um, Stephanie and Thomas are trying to do. They're trying to convince him. And it's like, if you have to work this hard at it, then you shouldn't want him to be with your mom. She deserves better than that. Exactly. You know, and I mean, it's just, she's supposed to be this brilliant psychiatrist or mental health professional and she can't even control her own daughter's obsession with this whole situation. Yeah, that's the other, yeah, we we talked about that last week, how um, odd it is, that, not odd, but how ridiculous it is that she's a a therapist or, like you said, a mental health professional, but you sit there and watch your kids like, obsess over you and your ex getting back together. Exactly. And I mean, she should be like, look, it's got to be, and she should know, and I I guess people say love tends to cloud judgment. Okay, whatever. But the way that Steffi is obsessing over this thing, you would think that she was eight years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Kind of how we saw on The Young and the Restless when Connor was doing all this mischievous stuff to keep Adam and Chelsea together. Yeah. Now you could expect that from from Connor, but you talking about Steffi, a whole married woman who has two children of her own, and she's invested as if she missed out on her childhood with her parents being together. Now listen, I mean, it's it was just too much. It was too much. Yep. You know, and I mean, I would give it to Thomas because he was kind of like, eh, you know, yeah, I'll go along with you. You know, I'll help keep Brooke out the way. But he wasn't like Steffi was. Yeah, well, until. Oh, I can't hear. Say that again. Uh, he Until he decided to take his phone. Yeah, now that was crazy. You know, I, that's the other thing, like you just said. How did why I don't understand how he thinks that Ridge was never going to talk to Brooke ever again. I mean, they still married, they would have to cross paths at least at some point, yeah. And then, for because when he got ready to say, Well, I need to go talk to Brooke, and Steffi tried to stop him, do you really need to go talk to her? Uh, yeah, right. Also, they work at the same company, Stephen. <laughs> I mean, you gonna run into it. What do you think about Brooke trying to get intel from Eric? That's the first time we've seen Eric in like four months. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that was to be expected. Mm-hmm. But what what I didn't like was. Um, when she asked Liam to go over there to to find out what was going on. Girl, that was stayed. so crazy. Liam should have stayed his butt out. He should have said, you know what, I'm sorry that this is happening, but I'm not going to get in the middle of this because now you're, you are going to cause issues between me and the mother of one of my kids. Girl, that whole thing was so crazy. He goes over there just like, that's, a, that's why they keep calling Liam a Logan. Yeah. Because he, he, they like you. We need you to do this. Okay, I'll be back. I'm like, dude, really? Yeah, he absolutely. And he goes over there. He knew that him and Steffi had a conversation about where his daughter was. He was so obvious. 
oh, I just want to come by and see Kelly and talk to him. And Steffi was like, dude, we already talked about this. You know that she's out for the evening. Right. I mean, at least come on. If that's, I don't know what's worse, him asking for that or saying, I was just in the neighborhood. Can I borrow a cup of sugar? Both of them was just ludicrous statements. <laughs> yeah, he'd have been better off just going over there and being honest. <laughs> exactly. Because then they peeped him out and said, oh, so Brooke sent you over here, huh? Well, it is a good question. Where is he? Yeah, well, guess what? You gonna? I'm sorry, but he upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And it just was. It wasn't his business to to get in between. Like you are, you're Brooks, You're their their son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Like if Hope wants to get in the middle of that business with her mom, and and Ridge, that's on her because that's her mother. But look, I'm the I'm the in-law. I don't want to be in the middle of it, and my other my other baby mama is over here in the middle of it too. So I don't want to be in the middle of any of this. Y'all gonna have to figure this out on your own. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was crazy to me. It's like Liam, you sitting up here amongst two women, and these women go over there and tell you to be a spy and try to talk to Ridge and all. It's just like. Yeah, this is y'all issue. I support my wife and whatever she wants to do, but I'm not going to go over there right. to get in the middle of that. And that's, like you said, that's his his other daughter's mother house. Yeah. Why would you even want to be in the middle of that dynamic right now? Yeah. You know, so I that was crazy for him to take his butt over there. So, anywho, um, Oh, something else I was going to ask you. This whole thing, Sheila seems like so far she's getting away with all of this. What do you think? Yep, but we know how that, that usually works out. She'll I know, get caught right? because, and it's going to be because she said something. Yeah, she's going to slip up and because, say Because like we said before, yeah. Because like we said before, she can't keep her mouth shut. She's got to make all these little cryptic statements and um, drop all these little hints and clues that she did something. And I, what I think is going to happen is I think maybe it'll be Deacon. Because I think she'll spill the beans to Deacon. And mm-hmm. I think Deacon might end up telling on her. Yeah, I think so too. But here's the other thing. I actually thought, because Deacon was headed to the back. And she turned around and she was like, thanks to me. And I'm like, dude, did he hear her say that? But obviously this, he was already gone. Because I thought she had pretty much, I thought Deacon was going to be turning around like, what did you say? But yeah. he didn't. So, but yeah, it's got to come out eventually. But here's my thing. Brooke is trying to blame that on the drinking. Listen. What's in you usually comes out when you're drinking. Right. So even though in a sober state of mind, she might have wouldn't have kissed him directly because there's logic in place, but there's a part of her that probably feels some kind of way about Deacon because why would you kiss him? Exactly. That's, you know, that's one of the frustrating things about this, um, about how this story is going because I've, I feel like what's going to happen is when it does come out that Sheila did what she did, mm-hmm. then um, 
bridge is going to go right back to to Brooke. It will be it will be shocking to me if he doesn't go back to Brooke after he finds out that Sheila spiked her um her bottle of wine with real alcohol. Yeah, I honestly I I was hoping that um Taylor was going to push back a little bit and say, you know what? Let's give it some time. I need to know what you want. I'm not going to be your rebound. Yeah. You know, because he went straight for her. I mean, you're talking about coming in for the kiss. She looking crazy and whatnot. But he went in real quick. And it's like, girl, do you want this man to want you because he's mad at somebody else? Yeah, it's or, it makes her look desperate. Yeah, I mean, you you just mad at her right now. What happens when you calm down? And when that man went back over there and he's like, you I'll always love you and you'll always be my Logan. I'm like, man, this is doomed because he ain't over that girl. Right. He was just mad. That's not necessarily saying, Taylor, I'm going to be with you for the rest of your life. That's just saying, I'm mad at Brooke. I'm just retaliating with you. Exactly. So, yeah, they, they'll be back together. You know, I mean, it's the soaps. Brooke and Ridge usually always get back together. But, yeah, when he said, I'll always love you. And you'll always be my Logan. I'm like, mm-hmm. that ain't gonna go no. Just as much wanting to kiss Deacon was down in him and her. Brooke is gonna be deep down in his thoughts too. Yeah. So I don't know. The whole storyline is just crazy. But Deacon actually think he got a chance. Do you think that he would make an attempt to get with Brooke, and would Brooke say yes if? if Ridge decides to move on. No, I don't I don't think even if Brooke or even if Ridge moves on with Taylor that she will get with Deacon. I think she'll still turn him down. Yeah. Yeah, cuz this I mean, he'll he's going to actually be hitting a brick wall with with Brooke right now. Cuz Brooke wants her marriage. She don't she kissed Deacon but I don't think she wants to be in a relationship with him. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. Nah. So <clears throat> so um yeah, it's gonna be interesting to watch what happens next. Cause I really I wouldn't be a bit surprised probably within the next few weeks. Ridge be right back over there because if this, like you just said, if this whole thing blows up with Sheila getting found out, he's gonna blame that entire situation on her and Deacon and go running right back to Brooke. Oh, it wasn't your fault. You were you you were tricked by by um by uh, Sheila. She was the perpetrator of this. No, Brooke kissed this man. Right. No. She was married. I understand that she was inebriated, but I don't see a bunch of people who, you know, get intoxicated, go around kissing random people that they don't like. Exactly. You know, so she she got to evaluate, and nobody, she's not even looking at that. She's worrying about why she drink. She needs to be wondering, why did I kiss him? What What do I feel about this man that made me want to do this? 
Yeah, I don't think she's. I don't think she said that once. Nope. Because you need to look at that. You can't just say it's the alcohol's fault. You know, yes, you drunk the alcohol, but what when this man came in and talking about I love you and all of this, some part of you should have been like, nah, bro, you know, even if she kind of tipsy, no, nah, I'm married. We can't do this, you know, leave something. But no, you went and participated. So Yeah. And all- and really, like even like for Ridge, mm-hmm. even if you do find out she was the one that switched out her wine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change anything else that happened. He's nope. still pissed off at her because she kissed him, regardless of the fact that she was drunk. And he still, you know, doesn't want anything to do with her right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't see long term. I mean, they brought Taylor back. I kind of wish that they had brought her back and put her with another guy or something. I don't know. Or made her not pathetic and desperate to be with Ridge. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and especially with because to me, it looks like in some moments it irritates her when Steffi always try to push them together and then she'll say something like, no, you need to let your father and then Steffi pushes back. Right. And then she she receives or concede, I should say. And she concedes. And it's like, um... You're the mom. Set boundaries and say, hey, I told you let your dad handle this. Let him figure it out. And leave it right there. But Steffi is just so overbearing with this. Yeah. I I wish for once that Taylor of all people, because I think, I feel like Ridge, um, every once in a while, Ridge will like raise his voice to her and tell her to stop. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if it came from Taylor, like if Taylor just got on her one good time mm-hmm. about her pushiness and her being controlling um, and like really got on her and not not the little meek and mild, oh, why don't we just let your dad, this this is um, really difficult, let your dad, you know, make his own decisions, like really got on her. I would love to see that. I feel like if she did that, that maybe maybe that would um, calm Steffi down and make maybe. her back off. Yeah, because when one of her parents tell her, stop, leave me alone, you can tell by Ridge's facial reactions, you can tell by Taylor saying, you know, her facial reactions, but they never give Steffi a hard stop. Right. You know, and so that's why Steffi keep pushing and pushing pushing and pushing. It's like, girl, let these let these two figure it out. Yeah. Who's the child and who's the parent? Yeah, they should have put a stop to her a long time ago. A long time ago. I mean, it's just it's just overbearing. And I mean, even with Thomas, he should be like, look, I understand you want parents together, but you need to let them figure it out. He's just being passive at some points. Yeah. He's just going along to get along. So, um, did we cover everything, girl? I believe we did. Okie dokie. All right. So, as we as we always state, we do our flip the script segment, which is the last part of our show before ending. And this is where 
if there's a particular storyline or a scene that we wish we could change, this is where we flip the script. So what you got for YNR and B&B this week? Um, my first one is when Amani insisted on going to that meeting with Devon and Amanda. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda should have put her foot down with Amani and said, no, you stay here. I'll fill you in later. Um, but this is not this meeting is not for you. Okay. Um, and then for the Bolton and Beautiful would have been Liam telling Brooke and Hope that he wasn't going to go over there and spy on Ridge to see what was going on. He should have told him I'm going to stay out of this because this it doesn't concern me, um, and I'm not going to get in the middle of Steffi and Hope again. Gotcha. Okay. So my flip the script for Young and Arrestors is this whole thing with Adam. Adam should have stood his ground and did something different. And even with Sally talking about this, he should have said, listen, I know my family much longer than you ever have. I know what my father's capable of. I know what my sister's capable of. And I know what they're trying to do with me. So for me to go jump back into that (laughs) frying pan, with them it's just not something i need to do let's just do something different i just i did not i like the fact that he stood up to his father and said i just can't do this with you no more and then his father demeaned him Mm -hmm. and then you come crawling back to him after talking to sally okay and then made it look like i was wrong and i was being selfish and i wasn't thinking about the family i'm like really dude Wow, you know. Um, and then on bold, my thing is still with Carter and Paris. I would, if I was Carter, I would be like, you know what? Stop. If you want us to be, um, together and in a relationship, I'm gonna need you to go finish and clean up that unfinished business that you have with Zenday. Mm-hmm. Well, Zenday, you know, he's an open. I thought that. He still think he's in an open relationship with you. You want us to move forward and let the world know the only way that I'm going to do that is if you go clean up the business that you have with Zenday. And then maybe we can think about moving on. Other than that, I'm done. Yeah. I, I mean, because her just trying to force the issue and say, we can do this. and Don't you want to explore? Yep, you know what? I want to do all of that. Because I know Carter does do all that with you but the only way that's gonna happen is if you end it completely with Zenday plus by her doing that too is that that's gonna at this point get cut Grace off as well without him doing anything with Grace or saying anything to Grace because if if Paris go and tell Zenday you know what I'm moving on I met somebody you know, I I prefer it's going to work out better with them. I know this is not what you want to hear. I don't want to hold you up. If you want to pursue something with Zenobia or Zenora or whatever her name was, um, do that. But I need to let free you and free myself so we can both move on. That cuts Grace out of the mix. Because yeah. if Zenday is like, Okay, cool. You know, I'm sorry. I wish we could have had something, but I, you know, I if you want to be free, then I'll let you be free to date who you want to date and we can end this. 
there's nothing at this point that that takes that power or that threat that Grace had on Carter. Like, I'm going to tell the force. Well, there'll be nothing to tell because now they're broken up. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that's the quickest way. If, if Carter wants this relationship with Paris, Paris wants this relationship with Carter, she has to go clean up that unfinished business. So that's my flip the script on that. So Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. All right. Well, it was another good show, girl. We got it done and we got it done kind of early. I know it's about six, almost seven down where you are. You got stuff to do tonight? Yeah, I'm about to go hang out with some friends. Well, enjoy. Have a good time. I will. All right. And thank you guys again for continuously coming to check us out. Um, I'm telling you, the numbers are slowly going up every week of um, our, I was going to say viewership, but I guess I should say listeners. But um, we appreciate we appreciate all of you so much from around the globe and especially sticking with us through season three already. So, yeah, I appreciate it so much. So until next week, have a great one. And we will. T- Bye. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. All Bye. right. Girly. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.